This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Hi. This is episode number 104. Yes. That is two complete 52-week years of the Practical Prayer Podcast, and thank you, congratulations, and oh my God, what are we thinking? (laughs) (laughs) This has been so amazing, and it really seems like it's only started. Yeah, this definitely, it seems fresh to me. It really does. Probably about a third of the way through, we switched over to New Thought Media Network. So we've been on the air here for a while. And yeah, it's just, there's always something to talk about. Even the side stories that we tell each other before and after the podcast can like dive down into rabbit holes and go forever. Yeah, which we do. We do go down. Which we do. Yes, we do. Today, you want to talk about gratitude. Yes. Yes. Or as we say in Philadelphia, gratitude. (laughs) Gratitude. (laughs) Yeah, it's gratitude, it's thankfulness, it's a state that is easy to ignore or not embrace because it's not dependent upon circumstances. The attitude of gratitude isn't dependent upon circumstances, and you got to get that straight first. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the scripture? In all things, be grateful? Yeah, yeah. Not for all things. But in all. In all things, be grateful. Start with gratitude and all else will be added. And I'm glad you picked that scripture because that's the first clause. The second clause is what gets us, right? They say, it says, this is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. So that's the part that gets people like, hey, wait a minute, this mess I'm in, I'm supposed to be grateful. And it's the will of God that I'm in this. Now, no shade, no slam to anybody, because obviously (laughs) that is the natural response to that scripture. But When you look at it from the perspective of new thought and practical prayer, it's a different mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, part of the things that I do is to say, hold up, let's put the brakes on. There's more than one way to look at this. And we owe it to ourselves to consider looking at it another way. Because if you think that the Bible has the last word, and you've only been exposed to one interpretation of it, and you only know that there is one interpretation of it, you don't really understand that there are many others, you can lose hope because it ain't working. You know what I mean? It ain't working. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's about victim consciousness. Yeah. There's a whole reason for that that has worked down through the years and used, but there's another way to look at it. And The passion that's in my heart is to say, because I lost hope, I lost hope in a lot of ways in my life and didn't have a lifeline 
couldn't even figure out if they even know there was a lifeline necessarily. And somebody asked me one time, or this was back in the early 90s, and they knew my story. And they said, I'm shocked. How can you still serve the church with the life experience that you've gone through? And the only answer I had is, it's all I know. I make it work. I make it work. I look at things a different way. And that is no pat on my back whatsoever. But it's a truthful way. It's a pathway of truth that is honorable. And if nobody shows it to you, you will lose hope. And I'll just say it straight. People jump off of buildings because they have lost hope. Yep. And that's very sad. I was the trauma chaplain in the 80s. Level one trauma at University of Pennsylvania Hospital for three years. I saw a lot. I saw a lot lot of hopelessness. And it's because people don't know that there's another option. You know, I'm not shoving it down your throat. I'm suggesting there's another option. There is another option. And when we are in victim consciousness and we think that whatever is happening is being done to us yes, and that we're not participating in the doing, then when you hear that scripture, why am I supposed to be grateful? Because Jesus wanted me to get divorced. Like, I didn't want to get divorced. I don't want to it's him or it's her and it's a horrible situation. And what do you mean be grateful? And why does God or God's side man want me to have this bad experience? Mm-hmm. And that misses the point. Absolutely. The point is, let's look at it. Okay, well, here's this divorce. And there's been all the expectations and assumptions that led to getting together and getting married and having the marriage. And now when it's ending, to think that we're just going to look backwards and judge the whole thing to have been worthless, that completely discounts what's coming next. Next is coming freedom and new possibilities and different relationships and, 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 and. And when we're looking at that new possibility, Even if it's just that we have been through this experience and now having been at choice, us maybe and our partner, and we're going to do something different, we can be grateful to have the choice. We can be grateful for the possibility. We can be grateful for the new opportunity. We don't just have to blame it. We can take some dominion of that next step and be grateful even if it's not something we would have chosen. And knowing that you can, because what you just beautifully explained is such a marvelous place to be. But if you don't know that there's such a place, you won't know to step over there, or you won't even know to look or hope for that. And somehow, some way, you have to know that, or it has to come to you. And listen, sometimes you see another way, and you don't think that, that it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the wrong situation. But once you've gone through difficulties and survived, you can say things with a different level of conviction, you know, and a different level of understanding. You mentioned divorce. So I was divorced. And let me tell you, I was in a fundamentalist church at the time. So divorce- They were not fans of divorce. No, you become a leper. (laughs) And just to, to, you know, cut to the chase, you become a leper. And if that's all you know, and the Bible that you read and the commentary in that Bible (laughs) supports it. Oh, yeah. Tells you how bad you are. What a failure you are. Yeah. You know, that's kind. Okay. So- (laughs) And you're looking around for somebody to say, they give you another option and say, it's not that way. And you don't find that. Okay. So long story short, I was very fortunate and found that I could look across the street. Now that could be personality, who the heck knows, but I did. And I saw a whole different world. It gives you your life back, gives you a new life. And that's when I learned to interpret scripture a different way, another, because that's born again. 
You know, that's an example of being born again when you find different things that are contrary to what you've been told. You find a different world. And that's a whole lot to be grateful for because life has its ups and downs. And if you get it once, you know, if you get a little bit once, you can remember the next time that I don't have to die here. Yeah. Yeah. And you were clear when it happened that staying in the marriage wasn't an option. But had so. you, well, no. And had you, had you said, oh, well, I can't lose my church, so I have to stay in this marriage that's not working. Look at all you would have given up, all of the growth and possibilities and newness and to where you are now, if you'd stayed, stayed stuck in that present moment because of the judgment being cast upon you by others. Could have stayed safely in that little foxhole, but that's not a bargain. No. And you know what? I looked around at other people who were in a similar situation and worse, you know, to me, their situations were worse. I've never, ever forgotten that experience. Somebody has to throw you a lifeline, but you have to take it and you have to feel okay that you can take it and think about how many people don't feel that it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's very important to me. And from that, of course, Again, I'm going back to gratitude. I'm grateful for that. I didn't think about that. I was thinking about being grateful for everything and particularly for the podcast and the learning experience that I've had. But I think that's part of it. You go into prayer concerned about one thing and you may not feel grateful Yeah. about it, about it. but taking a moment to put yourself in the attitude of gratitude and thinking about how you last survived or the wonderful dinner that you're going to have or somebody did something really nice for you, or I saw the most beautiful Great Dane that I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> and I, you know, every one of them I see is always the most beautiful one I've ever seen. And then suddenly my mindset has changed and my attitude about prayer has changed. My hope has changed. My belief has changed. It's just, to me, gratitude is just incredibly pivotal to our journey, the health of our journey and the power of our prayer. Yeah. And one of the things we talk about is to pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. which I think we did an episode on, and how can you do that? And it's not like we're going to spend all of our time on our knees with a rosary or sitting on a purple pillow or only thinking about prayer. But when we can bring that prayerful perspective and attitude into everything that we're doing, then everything becomes a prayer and becomes easier. Same thing with gratitude. The, the really cool thing about gratitude is one of my two favorite things about gratitude. Gratitude is the second to last step in a practical prayer. Mm -hmm. First one is recognition, where we turn our attention to the infinite creative power that creates everything. The second one is unification, where we recognize that since that one created everything, it created me as well. So all of the good that's available everywhere is available anywhere and it's available to me. And then the third step is a realization where we're claiming our good, whatever newness it is, whatever we're putting into that creative process. So we're now activating that creative law. And as soon as we do that, we go to gratitude. Mm -hmm. The next step is gratitude, to go into that space of gratitude. And why not? I mean, here's an infinite creative power that does galaxies, and it's now creating whatever it is that we came into the prayer wanting. It's like it's turning its force to whatever it is that we are desiring in our life. What's not to be grateful for? <laughs> <That's> well, <laughs> let me confess what happened to me <laughs> early on when I was really consciously this step and this step and this step. And I got to the gratitude part and I was thinking about some of the things that I had learned in your class and grateful. And I keep saying this often that you said, I'm grateful to know this. I'm grateful to know this. And I'll never forget this. I was so grateful and grateful to know this. I forgot what I was praying about. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, 
I maybe it slipped into the part of my subconscious that just believed it was, I didn't worry anymore. I was just grateful to know I could do all of this. And then I'm thinking, now what was the problem? <laughs> That's a true story. Oh yeah. And it happens a lot. And the metaphor for that is the familiar one of gardening or farming or otherwise agriculture, is you get an idea of what you want to have in the garden. So we're going to have some watermelons, and we're going to have some peas, and we're going to have some tomatoes, and you plot out what the garden's going to be, and then you get the seeds, and you start planting them, and you realize that you didn't mark which sections were going to be carrots and which ones were going to be cucumbers. And it's like, that's exactly the same thing. Now, what did I plant over here? Well, you know how to find out what you planted over there, right? You water and wait. You water and wait, <laughs> and up come the tomatoes. It's, ah, I guess that's where the tomatoes were. And it was according to a plan, so you knew it was going in. It's not yours anymore. That's the last step is to release it, to let it go. And so it's not actually just okay that that happens. It's actually part of the process that that happens. It's not yours to do anymore. And that's why I said earlier, I think that gratitude should be the first or the pre-first. It's just an attitude, and it's worth nurturing an attitude of gratitude, even when you're not, quote, formally praying mm -hmm. before you actually, I mean, just in life or whatever. You know, I tell everybody, like, I have this meditation space built in, and I'm real picky about it. But there's a chair there, and when I sit there, something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I was practicing or feeling gratitude. I wanted to develop or nurture a spirit of gratitude for no particular reason. I just thought, make me better, whatever better is, let me go for it. <laughs> you know, let me, listen, I'm working hard on this over here. Let me let that go for a while. I'll try this. And that day was so completely different. It, things began to happen that I was had asked about or asked to happen and wasn't expecting. I was wait, thinking later. And I'm telling you, honestly, all that day, stuff started popping up. And I thought, okay, like maybe gratitude is fertilizer. Maybe <laughs> gratitude is water. I don't know what it is, but something's happening here. And yeah, it's really, to me, it was life changing. Yeah, pretty awesome. I have a story to tell you about great minds thinking alike, but let's take a break first. And then I will tell you about how your mind and great minds have equality. It's Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at BeTheLight.com. That's B-The-Light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at BeTheLight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We are talking about gratitude, and I teased you by saying 
that your mind thinks like another great mind. And I'll toot my own horn a little bit in here. So the practical prayer for real results, the formula was actually created, uh, invented, synthesized by Ernest Holmes, and he called it spiritual mind treatment. And it's the same either five or seven steps. And he called it spiritual mind treatment for all the reasons that he did. And I called it practical prayer because the reasons that he called it spiritual mind treatment didn't work because they were jockeying for a position to see who was going to be like leading in healthcare. And it turns out that Western medicine took a huge lead. So the spiritual healing that Holmes had this formula for didn't take off to nearly the extent that let's say medical school did. So for me, calling it a spiritual mind treatment and then trying to explain the steps and why is this a treatment and what do you mess with my mind? It's a practical prayer. And then what's going to happen when you do a practical prayer and it's effective, it's going to get a result. So I just wanted to make the language easier. So that's what the terminology of practical prayer is all about. And as I was learning this, I went through a bunch of steps where it's sometimes just thinking about the divine, that first step in the prayer is hugely powerful. And you just do that first step and it's all good. Other times you just do an affirmation and do that with enough heartfelt belief, and that's transformative. And other times, recognizing that the divine presence, the second step, is going on, that's huge. And other times, just feeling gratitude is plenty. And it's what you were talking about before. And maybe we should start with gratitude because that is so powerful. That's where the activation happens. I've now said, here's the power that's doing this. I'm part of that power, so I have the ability to set my intention. Here's the intention that I'm setting. So I'm now getting this whole machine moving to create this newness for me. Gratitude is next. Oh my God, this goodness is at hand. And you thought, well, maybe we should just start with gratitude. Grateful for the awareness that there's that infinite power. Grateful for the newness that's available to us. Grateful to be a free agent in this creative process. And when he left the United Church of Religious Science to form his own thing, Michael Beckwith, who's the founder of the Agape International Spiritual Center, did the same thing. So their five-step practical prayer is six steps. The first one is gratitude. So there's Carol and Michael Beckwith, both thinking of the same thing at different times. <laughs> Start with gratitude, then turn your attention to the infinite, and they flow together really nicely. Then do the rest of them. And then before you get to the end, gratitude again, thankfulness for the specific good. Mm -hmm. The first one tends to be gratitude for being part of this process, and the closing one tends to be more about this next newness that's coming about. But yeah, you can never be too grateful. You're not going to overdose on gratitude. Never, never. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and there's so many things to be grateful for just related to that. Grateful that the process is a reality. It exists. And that I know about it and that I can do it. It can use it. Even when I came to your class a little over two years ago and I was stumbling all over it because it was very different than what I was accustomed to. And I have a dogged determination to... That's the truth. <laughs> I don't have to like it or believe it. I have to understand it. Then if I understand it, now I can decide whether I like it or believe it. Like me personally, like, believe, ain't important. So I dug and dug and dug into this. And it does take a bit, I would say, if you're coming from a traditional theological background, but in the transformation of that and in coming forward with that, being grateful that it exists hmm. was huge. It's like, you mean to tell me that I may not get it all right, but I can if I hang in there <laughs> with this? You mean to tell? And it doesn't take forever. I want to emphasize that. It doesn't take forever. You don't have to be perfect at it. 
it just begins to work when you're in that particular flow and you catch on along the way. I'm not going to say on episode, what is this? 104. 104. Like two years in, I'm not going to tell you how long it took me (laughs) (laughs) to get to understand the whole thing. But I will say this, it was such a new and amazing feeling. It's like so much fresh air that I knew something was happening because I never felt that much freshness before. And if you feel that much, you know something's got to be happening. Hmm. You brought up the scripture that we should pray without ceasing. And that's another one that causes a whole lot of, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, please let me explain this to you. But if everything that we, every word that we speak, if we consider that a prayer, then you say, whoa, I'm not sure I want that. But if God is truly inside in us, working in us, through us, as us, and all those things, God, then every word that you speak is communication with God fits that definition. And so you then, in fact, are praying with every word. And as you craft your thinking and your gratitude, attitude, gratitude, and all that, even your words begin to be different. Your thoughts are different. And I'm not saying the formula isn't good. I'm saying that you don't have to understand the whole formula Just go with the flow and it will then come into place for you. I'm going to stop because I'm like an Ernest Holmes person. Devotee rather than junkie. Yeah. Yeah. And both. (laughs) (laughs) Because when I go to the ocean where I try to live from April to October, everybody laughs at me. But, you know, I look at that ocean and realize that there's much more than what I can see. But what I can see is so incredibly vast. It's just unbelievable. But there's more. And I think about that being the mind of God. And everything there is like flowing in constantly and it's new and fresh. And if I miss it, another wave is going to come. It's going to come. Gratitude. Everything I need is right there. Just wait. Just wait and go with it. And so it's like Ernest Holmes says, it's one mind. Okay, get it however you can. Run into the ocean, grab a straw, whatever you do. <laughs> but it's there, you know. If you are completely aware of the process and you are very intentional about using it and working it, that it works remarkably well. Mm -hmm. And for somebody who is completely ignorant of the process and is still doing all of the things that are needed to activate it, it still works remarkably well. Yes. And for somebody who doesn't believe that it works, so they're going through and they're misusing it completely and using this incredible power to create something that they don't want. It works incredibly well. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. What is that, page 52? Does that go with that? Yeah. yeah. The law always works even when it works by appearing not to work. Because if you believe it's not going to work, then it works by making it seem like it doesn't work. But that's it working. And that's it proves itself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it works. And it's always working. And this is such a simple teaching. It's not easy because it goes contrary to all of the things that we'd like to believe. Well, not all, but a lot of the things that we'd like to believe. If you want to see what's in your belief system, take a look at your life. If it is done unto you as you believe, then your life is a topographical map, one-to-one scale map of your consciousness. So go wander around in your life and say, where did this come from? Do I want to change it? Can it go someplace different? Can I go someplace different and leave it behind? Or is it going to be stuck to me like gum on my shoe? Mm-hmm. But that's a belief right there that has to be challenged. You know, if you want something different, if you we like are it always free to learn to use the process and create something different with it. Absolutely. 
and not be afraid to, you know. One day I was walking down the hall and, you know, I was a little off about one thing. And I thought, okay, listen, don't worry about this being off about it. All right. You want something different? Do something different. It is that simple. Mm -hmm. It works just like that. Obviously, the prayer that we're going to do after the break is going to be about gratitude. It's a prayer of gratitude, which has the ability to bring in all manner of really cool stuff for all of us. So let's take a break, come back and pray about gratitude. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We have been having a wonderful conversation about gratitude and how important gratitude is in our spiritual practice. In all things, be grateful, because God wants you to. I'm paraphrasing now. (laughs) Not because God wants you to have whatever it is that you didn't want to have, because God wants you to have whatever it is that your heart is singing for. And that's where the gratitude comes in. So instead of ending with gratitude, we're going to start with gratitude. We are going to stay with gratitude. This is a prayer of gratitude. And the cool thing about gratitude is it's the step in a practical prayer that we can actually feel in our body. So what I invite you to do, if it's safe and comfortable to do so, is close your eyes and settle in and get yourself to a feeling of a time when you were feeling gratitude. Bring yourself back to a time when you just received a wonderful gift where you're together with a group of people, maybe a loved one, maybe some beloved family member, maybe a pet, some time that you just felt so gifted and so grateful. Allow that feeling of gratitude to fill you up. You can feel it in your body. Feel where you feel gratitude. For some people, it's in our hearts. Some people feel gratitude in our gut, down in the pit of our stomach. Some people choke up with gratitude. It shows up in our throat or our eyes tear up. Wherever it is that you feel that feeling of thankfulness, allow yourself to feel that now. Be in that place of gratitude, of thankfulness right now and feel it. Let it magnify. Let it get even stronger. Let that feeling of gratitude wash over you, thankful for all of the good that's in your life, for this thing that you were thinking about previously, and for all of it, for all the gifts, for all of the possibilities that are open to you, for whatever that goodness is that's coming next. We get to maintain that feeling of gratitude, of thankfulness, as we turn our attention away from our experiences and ourself and our body to that infinite creative power that creates everything, that divine presence, that one source which has shared itself 
has revealed itself, unfolded and evolved itself as all of its creation. In the beginning, there was darkness and void, and God said, let there be, and there is. That is that infinite creative power saying, let there be, setting an intention, activating the creative law. The law responds, and there is. And all of that creation everywhere is that one taking its own particular form. And that includes each of us. Everyone within the sound of my voice is an individualization, a particularization of that divine presence, that limitless intelligence, that divine love. Each of us is that divine presence right here and right now. And each of us is imbued and endowed and empowered to use that creative process in our own way to create that next new experience in our life. So on behalf of each of us, I invite in the good. However it is that we describe and define good, I invite in richness and sweetness into our lives, health and vitality and comfort in our physical experience, prosperity and richness and enoughness in our finances, in our interactions in the world, love and connection and camaraderie and community and support in all of our relationships wonderful experiences and opportunities to share our gifts and skills and talents, our creativity, our work in the world, to be that bright light, that divine presence, to bring more and more good into our lives and the lives of those around us. It shows up in our experiences of spiritual connection. It shows up in all different ways. It's different for each of us, a different combination for all of us, and it is the same divine power and presence revealing itself more richly and more fully through our lives. So I'm grateful. There's nothing to be but grateful for all of the good that's already coming about. Everything that we have collectively thought of now is already unfolding. It's already on the way into our experience in ways that we get to smile about and laugh about and tell stories about and write books about and invite in more and more good because of it. The reminder of how much good is available to us. I'm so, so grateful for all of this good. Grateful for the awareness of this creative process, grateful for the ability to speak this word of intention and invitation and release it into that creative law, the one that always says yes, and to know with absolute certainty, no doubt or hesitation whatsoever, that this law is activated now, that this good is underway now, that it's already happening. And so this deep feeling of thanks, I speak this word of opening, of invitation, of intention, and I release it into that creative law. Let there be this good, and there is this good. And so it is. The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.